rain delay at the yum. We exposed some issues last week on the podcast. We got some more for y'all this week. And then Bear Russ in game yesterday. Records were broken. Football coaching hires galore. B-Sim, it's time to start the show. It's the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. Welcome you back to the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, coming to you live from the Fitness Market Studios North. I'm your host, Jeremy Wallman. Uh, today, we have a, a skeleton crew, but it's okay. We got Sam out covering the women's basketball matchup with Wake Forest, correct? Wake Forest? Correct. Okay. I was waiting for Dalton to to tell me or not. Uh, not you, Sean. You're not very dependable. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got Sam out there. Uh, Higgy is taking care of some stuff we'll talk about that here in a second uh wes is is still recovering from being sick uh he should be back for the next uh episode i feel like is that everybody that we're missing wes he, I'm, I'm doing the song in my head so it's just a process of elimination it's me jeremy woman here with sean barber how's it going how's it going folks Dalton Pence, the 2,507-star purple chipper. I don't know what you want to call yourself. Oh, what's going on, y'all? And and he's going to be surprised by something I say here later in the show, but my little brother, uh, not-so-little brother, Joe Wallman. What's going on, everybody? And uh, Nothing surprises me. What, you know what we need to do? I just thought about this. We need to get B-SIM back in the in studio. We could. I could probably get him to join, get him back in the studio. Why? Just chop it up. Oh, you mean back? Oh, I thought you meant back like to the redo the song. I was like, man, no. that song costs way too much money for me to only use no. it for a half a season and then drop. No. Okay, okay. Yeah, get him back, get him back in studio and chop it up. We can do that for sure. See, I, what, see what his thoughts are on Cardinal Athletics well, at the by, moment. By the next time we do a show, which is gonna, we're doing the show today because uh, for those of y'all that listen. Big wrestling fans here for the most part. And me, Joey, my wife, my niece, Steve Rummage, his wife. I don't know if his kids are going or not. I hope not. Uh, I'm just kidding. And the ultimate Virgo. Is it Virgo? Virgin. Virgo. 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 Sean Barber is tagging along with us. We're going to St. Louis this weekend for the Royal Rumble. We might get him some St. Louis poo. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, that's been the show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate But no, and, and for those of y'all that are like, well, y'all aren't being safe. It's not safe to go out to crowds and stuff. Well, we have procured, uh, thanks to TW Incorporated, uh, we have procured a suite to view it from, so we will be fully safe. Uh, we're going to be fully, we're all fully vaccinated. We're all fully masked. 
uh, will be fully masked, and uh, we're going to be as safe as you can be. This new variant is getting people, whether they're being safe or not. So uh, we're going to be safe and go out and enjoy ourselves. We don't get to do it that often. So we're going to go out and go to the Royal Rumble. So it may be, but who knows, though, because we may get bored Friday night and decide to do an impromptu episode with Steve there. We don't know. Steve's kind of iffy at times, so he may want to get on there and echo everything that we've said today uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes but by the time that we do our back to the main point who is that <laughs> alexa stop i hate her i hate her so much you are not on this show no you're this is our show but uh by the time we do another show in, unless we just get wild and crazy in st louis and do one then uh, everybody should be back. I guess this is the point that I was trying to make. So, all right, well, let's get started here, though. We, we've taken enough time shooting the bull, so to say. First off, I don't really, I'm not really the type of person that likes to toot our own horn or pat ourselves on the back. Uh, but toot, toot, pat, pat? Well, I do want to thank everybody out there for making history for us and for giving us the most uh, listens to one podcast of all time we've been averaging about 150k for the past six months which is still low for what we did in season two <laughs> but the last episode brought in over 1.1 million listens over all avenues combined it went viral it went national it was listened to in eight countries and uh, at the time i wrote this it was 39 states uh, we're up to 45 states now including maryland joey they don't count no, they. I think they do. Uh, Puerto Rico is now in their place. Oh my God, that's. that's <laughs> oh, but Puerto but, Rico is now a state, and Maryland is a uh, territory. Well, people in Puerto Puerto Rico did listen and among the states. So I do have a short little comedy thing I want want to do. I shouldn't have said that. I do have a short little list though. I want to give. It's the list of eighteen or sorry, eight states that are in danger of being the new Maryland, according to Joey, for not listening to the podcast. We've got Hawaii, Alaska, the Dakotas, New Hampshire, Oregon, New Mexico, and Utah. Oregon, and De Oregon, Utah. Now, I'm going to give Utah a pass because they do support Card Nation because Donovan's there. Yeah, I, I'll be I'm honest with you. Pat. I'm giving them a pass. See, I can't say that because Baltimore, Maryland, Lamar. All right, so Utah, you're on the hot seat. Oh, definitely on. We're going to yeah. talk about hot seats today. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Oregon, Utah. I'm going to give the Dakotas because there's only like 600 people in both states combined. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving Utah a pass because no, I know I, a couple people out on, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're back I, on the hot seat. There's a couple of people out there that should Hawaii, be Hawaii, Alaska, Continental, <sighs> Continental uh, 48. Okay, but you say that, and I will say this really, really. I'm sure you're on the hot seat. So we had listens from Germany. Australia, Don't India, concern. Bahamas, the Philippines, Costa Rica, and the United Kingdom, and obviously the United States. Those were the yeah, but they're out there in Hawaii getting laid. No, like <laughs> ladies, <laughs> ladies. In Alaska, dude, they don't get good Wi-Fi in their igloos. Okay, God. that that's <laughs> fair. But all y'all are on the clock, Utah. You're not because obviously we got Donovan Mitchell out there. Yeah, y'all should be representing. My guy, Court lives in utah or has been in utah for the last few months he should be listening uh he might be on the hot seat uh for me i don't know uh i mean so all right so 
that's that's I just wanted to share that share that success with you all. We appreciate it. And we hope we got a lot of y'all to to stick around. We do appreciate the support. Uh, secondly, thanks for all the support that we've gotten uh, that me and Joey have received uh, for Dad. I know some of y'all are tired of hearing about it, but uh, it's my show. I'll, I'll talk about what I want to, but we really do appreciate it. Uh, I've got texts from Peyton Steve all the way to Sam Madison, and that's not a flex. That's just a fact of life. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Dad appreciates it. He's a freaking fighter. And last but not least, um, we want y'all to think for uh, think about and if you do the thoughts and prayer stuff. Uh, Dalton's got a grandfather that is ill. Higgy, uh, well, when I wrote this, he had a grandmother that was ill, but unfortunately, she passed away this past Wednesday. So please shoot out your thoughts your prayers, your love for, for everybody. Let's just make this world a better place and just be positive all the way around. There ain't no need for all the negativity we see on social media anyway. So let's hop right into it. Uh, guys, We I think we had the first ever college basketball rain delay. Uh, was it Wednesday? Did we play Boston College on Wednesday? We did, right? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, and y'all will see where I'm going with this in a second because I start out real happy. Basketball showed glimpse of improvement uh, glimpses of improvement in the 67 to 54 win over Boston College still issues with shot selection uh, not a lot hit but the team had more energy and positivity than prior weeks and I think we know why probably because of what we talked about on the pod last week and then I wrote a whole bunch of other stuff and then I erased it because I was pissed about the Notre Dame game so the raced all that the next line just says F it um, <laughs> Rust day. Everything goes down in the first half of that game except Sean. Why did you? You did I write that? What I think the hell? Joey did write that part yesterday during the game. Uh, amazing first half. Then we returned to reality. Very disappointed, Sean. We sat there at halftime, joke, not jokingly. We said the only reason we were in the game at half is because we hit a bunch of circus shots that. That didn't go down enough. The thing about it is, when we can hit our threes, we're dangerous than any as dangerous as any team in the country. The problem is, is that happens only about fifty percent of the time. If that, let's go thirty-three percent of the time, that happens. And we sat. I sat there and said, I'm not going to get happy because we're going to end up losing by seven or eight points, which ended up being more than that, uh, because we can't be consistent. I joked with. Uh, um, oh gosh, what is this? Les Johns of Wake Forest before we played them, and I called us inconsistent or consistently inconsistent, and that seems to still be uh, the narrative going on right now. Sean, I'll go to you first. What uh, what else? I mean, obviously with it being Russ Smith Day, all that stuff was awesome with Russ, the welcome pack or the the thank you package, Coach P being in it, Luke being in it. All those guys showing love. That was really, really amazing. Uh, but it dampened the day. And I, I, I na- I'm naming the, this episode Disrespectful. I play on words there. I know, oh. you get, I, I know you get that, Sean. It's one of the only things you do understand are puns. But um, I'm joking. But here's my thing. What do we, what do, we do now? Like, we, we're hanging. We're going to talk about other tidbits y'all love the tidbits last week got some more tidbits for you this week i don't want to disappoint y'all but here's the thing for the new listeners go back and listen to all the old stuff we've been doing this stuff there's been times when we've been on the show and i've gotten a text from somebody and i've i've given the information live live recorded that is 
and posted the show, and within two or three days, it's announced. So this isn't something new. We didn't just break a story last week, which, my God, by the way that you you heard Malik respond to a certain uh, Slim Tullivan question last night, the booger eater, the booger picker, uh, I think that that response validates everything that we were told uh, that shows that there is stuff that's going on both ways, and we'll talk more about the stuff because last week we did, I, I will be honest, we focused a lot on the players being at fault. And that at that time, that's all I was told. But with, after we aired the show and people started listening uh, some more, I got more information at, saying that this is a two-way street here. And we'll talk about that later. But, like, what do we do, Sean? What do we what do? We, do? we uh, I, I don't think there's a fix. I, I don't. I don't see a fix because I thought I saw a fix with Boston College. I thought I saw the team is more aggressive by going to the basket, by getting it into the paint. I was like, that's going to be the way they're going to have to win because their shooting's too streaky, right? Then you get to the Notre Dame game, they're they're draining threes left and right that they really had no business hitting. I was like, okay, well, if they can get the ball inside in the second half, and then kick it out for some open three. We should be okay. Maybe we've got something here. And then the Every same single time that we hit a shot that we don't normally hit, you mm. looked over at me, I looked over at you, and was like, what? What? Exactly. And we were wondering how it was going, like how things would go bad in the second half. Remember? We yeah. looked at each other. Oh, like, I remember. Second half. And sure enough, everything that went, everything we thought would go wrong went wrong. And it – you can say it was the players. I think it was. It's a mix of the players and the coaching. And unfortunately, I don't know what you can do to fix that. I don't. If the players don't trust the coach, which by Malik's comment after the game, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of trust there. And that's from a guy that's been in the program six years, stuck with the program. You got issues, and I don't know if there's any easy fix. I don't think you're going to. I I don't know if we'll win another game. We might be, maybe. No, I, I said last week I didn't think we'd win another game all season. And with Boston College being, and Syracuse being the only maybes, and then we hopped out as a favorite on Notre Dame somehow, which I'm still not sure how that happened. Uh, even, you know, all – Because of it being Russ, Russ's day. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah, pro- probably a little rub off of that. But uh, – and we'll talk about what can be changed here in a minute. That is uh, – that is definitely something we're going to talk about here in a minute. But Dalton, what about you? What, what phrase? What, what phrase straights? What frustrates you the most about what's going on? And is there another option other than just getting rid of the coach? Well, I think that the the thing that frustrates me the most is the pretty much the whole how the decade started last you know in the 2010s to how it ended and where it's at now, going from you know being a perennial contender to now. Um, you know, just struggling to make the tournament. I mean, this will be uh, unless you know, barring some unforeseen uh, surge that this team rips off a win streak, which is which is doubtful, or wins the ACC tournament. And this is going to be you know four the four years of one tournament you know game appearance. I understand you know COVID took away one of the tournaments, but that's yeah, the frustrating thing is you know Louisville basketball. We shouldn't be you know on the edge of our seats on Selection Sunday. It should be. You know what's the bracket look like, and how how feasible is it to go through to try to make the final four? So I mean, 
I, I mean, I think that the, the change is obvious. I mean, we, we know what needs to be done, but I think, um, you know, it, you know, just, you know, making a, a coaching change isn't going to, isn't going to do it. I mean, there has to be, you know, just some other things that have to come along with it. So I got a question. So what do you guys think? And I just, I just sat here and thought of this. So, you know, we talk about coaching change, but with what seems to be like uh, a dysfunctional locker room, who do we think, do we think a different coach, a different coaching style, things like that would have made any difference for this team this year? I do, and I'll let you know why here in, okay. in a few no, minutes. I'm just, I'm just sitting here I, thinking I of it, and I'm thinking – That's you know, a great question, but, yes, I, I absolutely have answers for that question here in a second. I, I don't know if some of these players would have been here. I don't know if well, another coach would have recruited these same players. That's well, the I'm thing. just saying in know. this situation – that, That's very fair, oh, okay. too. When, I, when you get yeah. things – so what, what people are calling is the Malik long pause yesterday during his presser. Uh, being very telling. Then also, uh, Louisville beat writer Brett da uh, Brett Dawson tweeted out Louisville's Malik Williams on fans booing at the end of the game. I'm not mad at it, to be honest with you. I understand it. Chris Mack said that too, though. Right, absolutely. And then another telling stat. Uh, this is from Eric Crawford. The Louisville basketball lineup has gotten more than five percent of the playing time for the Cardinals. No Louisville basketball lineup has gotten more than five percent of the playing time for the Cardinals over the past five games. The most used is Faulkner West Lock Davis Curry at 4.8%. Uh, with the rotations, I don't like the way he substitutes. And obviously it's easy for me to say this stuff because I'm not having to do the, you know, it's 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 armchair quarterback time. But to, to build continuity and to build consistency, you got to stick. You've got to have a starting five, and then you've got to have guys that come in and play better off the bench. And I thought we had that. But you can't just and, – and don't get me wrong, Coach Patino's substitution patterns used to absolutely drive me crazy. But at the end of the day, this is this is ten times worse for me than it, than it was. And I, it, I've grown to appreciate that uh, just a little bit, that uh, Coach P. So what were you going to say, Joy? I just say, like, in my line of work, I'm a manager of people, right? Sort of like coaching a basketball team. And I use this philosophy uh, when I'm talking to my team leads or to other managers, you know, when, when they're asking about how do I build such a consistent uh, team that, you know, that gels so well together and, you know, build a good culture. And I tell them, like, look, you know, I put people in the in, in the, where I look and I see where they are the strongest, that's where I put them. I don't just say, well, this person, or I work in a pick, pack, ship type environment. This person picks the most here, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to put them where we're going to succeed as a team. I don't care if it's, so-and-so and so-and-so. I'm not going to just start them because they're so-and-so. Right. Or I'm not going to, you know, the second half of the night, they didn't do well in the first half of the night. I'm going to switch it up, you know. And I said this yesterday. I don't understand why, you know, just because these five guys started the game, why you got to start them in the second half. We had a lead going into the second half. And the five guys that started is not the ones who got us the lead. No. no. So why would we – I mean, and, and those five guys showed – I keep saying five guys. I'm hungry. No, you're hungry. Sorry, uh, but I, I just, I like as as a manager of people, like you don't. It's not a cookie cutter thing, you know. And and it seems like a lot of time in in this season, especially, that's just the way it's looked. Cookie cutter, you know. Like these are the guys that 
I started, so I got to start them in the second half, or they got to get the most playing time, or or whatever. But that's not how you. That's not how you build on success. Well, that and I think a lot of it has to do. Once I started to learn a little bit more about Coach Mack behind the scenes uh, here the last week, uh, which I, I want to go ahead and be transparent. I've only talked to him a couple times. He's not. I've got a lot of people's phone numbers in my phone. His is not one of them. Uh, so let me be clear that I'm giving my honest uh, opinion and criticism criticism of him. What Joey talked about holds a lot of, a lot of merit, but also uh, a couple of other things that have been bothering everybody out there in car, in, uh, in Cardination. The there's been a couple of players, and I, I you know, y'all know I don't name names uh, that haven't been playing still to this day that people are just going crazy about. And uh, I was told yesterday that the reason why they're not getting any clock is because they don't know the plays. So that's not on – initially, your first thought is, well, that's not on Coach Mack if they don't know the plays, but it is his job to make sure everybody knows the plays. But second of all, who's so that, saying they don't know the plays? The coaches? So, I'm or not, the player? No, I mean the other te- the teammates. I'm just asking. The teammates are saying they don't know the plays or the coaches are saying they don't know the plays? This person that I talked to that's okay. in practice okay. saying okay. that they, they don't know the plays. Um, that's why I was I, – I, and also, another concern is is that we get talent in here, but we don't. Chris Mack, who, can you all name honestly more than one person, if that, that Chris Mack has developed since he's got here? Dalton? No. You're not Dalton. No. 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 I can name some people that haven't gotten any better or have regressed. Uh, and and that's the thing, <laughs> and that's concerning. Sam uh, what? He hasn't gotten any better, right? So he that's a guy that he should have been able to develop, and he hasn't. Right, right, that's right. That's my point. We're, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. We're, I'm not we're saying he don't... got worse. I'm saying he hasn't – That that is a guy that should have been an NBA lottery pick. A lot of people said he was he was a one, one and, done. and done. Right, but yeah. that hasn't – like, and that's the coach's job. Right. Is, it, to, is to help them uh, fulfill their potential, and he has not done that. And that's why this is a big old cluster fudge, uh, as I said last week. Wow, that was close. I was looking for the time. <laughs> the time, uh, 2232. I was um, calling it Charlie Foxtrot. There you go. Uh, so here's some – like I said, we, we put some of the blame on the players because – and it wasn't all the players. It was about six players that was causing issues and in, in breaking the team apart. But as we just mentioned, developing the talent – the, them not learning the plays, uh, et cetera, the substitution patterns, that's, that falls on the coach. Other things that I have been told this way, and again, you all know me well. Those that do know me and have listened know that I don't say anything that I haven't been told by somebody who's at practice, uh, on the staff, or, uh, you know, just I, I don't spread rumors. I, I don't do that. I don't, I don't find any – yes, it, it's cool to – Dalton, what have I always uh, – and, and Sean, even with you, y'all are some of the newer members of the website with Dalton being the newest. Th- there were times when you first started that you found out information and put it out immediately, right? Mm-hmm. And what did I what did I tell you from, from that very first day? It's better to be what? You'd rather be right than first. Absolutely. And that's the way I – thank you, Dalton. I didn't have to send that to you via text. Um that's the way I've all. There, there were times at the very beginning where I tried to hurry up and be first, 
and then it ended up being a misunderstanding or, you know, whatever. And I stopped listening to those sources because they made me look stupid. But at the end of the day, I made me look stupid. But in this situation, it's 10 years later. I've grown. I don't, I don't just say things that aren't true. Sorry for going on a little rant there. But I was told, first off, uh, Mac does not do individual instruction with the team. The coaches do. Uh, the assistants do. Uh, that's an, that's, that is and isn't an issue because coach P, uh, coach P and I hate to relate, but I was there for coach P practices. That's why I feel like I can relate the two. This isn't just somebody that is throwing out stuff. I was actually there. Uh, coach P was there as much as he could be, but when he couldn't, he had guys there that could run individual, uh, instruction and coach Max got a cut, you know, he's got, he's got some great guys there, uh, that I've got to talk to a couple of them this week and they were still upbeat. You know, I told them, I said, look, last week, a lot of people were blaming you all. We went on the podcast, you know, we took up for you all. And, uh, you know, they gave me the company line. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. We appreciate it. We we're very confident this week that we've done enough to get ready and turn the ship around and we appreciate the support and all that stuff. But, you know, if coach, if coach Max not there for individual instruction, and these guys have never been D1 coaches and don't know how to run individual individual instructions. That's it. not saying they're not doing a good job at what they've been told to do, but it's repetition. So that's one of the things. Also, uh, I have been told by a former – now, this is somebody different than I've been giving you all information from the last few weeks. Uh, this is somebody who has, has known Coach Mack for quite a while and said that it was the same thing at Xavier. He didn't do individual instruction at Xavier, but he had a guy good enough – to help, like almost like it was his shield that could run individual instruction, that could coach, it could help him out, and he didn't have to worry about it. But said even at Xavier, a lot of the assistants were intimidated by him. Uh, they've gotten the feeling that that's not that's fact, but they've gotten the feeling that that's the way that it is here. Uh, the coach doesn't talk to the team at all outside of practice. Like he comes in, does practice, goes home. He's not like Rick. He's not like a lot of the other guys that would talk to him. Like, to this day. Do they know where his office is? Yeah, but they're not allowed in there. Well, you, you get what it's I'm like referencing there. Absolutely, right? Yeah, it's kind of like a Bobby. Yeah, it's kind of like a Bobby. Do the, they know where his office is? Absolutely. And like I said, the uh, he he doesn't talk. Even to this day, if Perrin Johnson, which I'm going to have on here pretty soon, called Coach P today and asked for any kind of advice, he would pick up the phone and talk to him. Like, Far, our guy Farley calls him for advice and stuff from time to time, always answers it. No matter if it's Farley or Francisco, Coach P had a, a relationship with the players that Coach Mack does not have with these players. At the end of the day, that's the biggest issue. They do not have the same relationship. Uh, there's been people that have said the assistants look checked out on the bench uh, during the game, at the end of the game, and that even people that are in the practice have said, they're just they're tired of the losing. They don't know what to do to turn this around. And all last but not least, there have been people from his past that have told me he's not the easiest to work with or work for. So he may deserve an equal share of the blame. I guess we'll see how the season turns out if he ends up still being here. But it's a huge mess. So my next question before we go, because uh, I know everybody's tuned in to listen to, to our hot button coaching, a uh, hot seat. Uh, conversation we're going to have here in a minute but Sean at the end of the day do we do do we do this self the disappointment do we do this to ourselves with all the hype that we gave ourselves in the off season because 
I hate to say this, but Coach Matt does not appear to be a great evaluator of talent like we thought he was. Yeah, we did. We, I think we rightfully hyped ourselves up because that's what you do as a fan, right? I mean, you're going to hype yourself up to believe that the team is going to be at least in a tournament, right? I find it interesting. This I know this is not answering the question, but I wanted to bring up this point when you were talking about how he uh, doesn't have a relationship with the players. I find it interesting that when Coach Pegues was running the team for those six games, they played with heart, they played with effort, and they played together. Even though the offense didn't look great, like the defense was the best it has been all year under Very his true. leadership. What was, our record, what was our record the first six games? Five and one, I think. Six and one. Or, or, yeah, five and one. Five and one. Six and one in the first I'm sorry, six games? Math. Right. math is not my strong suit. So we're six we and seven, seven or six and eight since then, right? I don't, I'll be yeah, honest with you. We're 11 and eight now, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So we're six and seven. Six and seven okay. with Coach Mack. Just trying to make a add on point. Yeah, to what it, he was that's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem when the assistant that took over for you for six, six games while you were out was able to get, I think, more out of the team than you've been getting. Absolutely, T Pain. I, 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 <laughs> your audio. Um, Dalton, is there anything that we can, that that I can say or that Joey can say or anybody can say to make you want to keep Coach Mack? No. Sean? No, no, there's not. Joey? Uh, you know, I, I'm usually pretty optimistic, but I don't – There is for me, and I'll explain that here in a few. I, but I it, really feel like I, – I don't know what it is yet, but I feel like it, it still could get righted, but I don't I don't know what that what that is yet. Well, one thing, uh, and I appreciate that point there uh, – you still have the because we told you two weeks ago that within the next two to four weeks we're going to see some transfer portal, uh, some guys enter the transfer portal, especially after a big loss like that. You can't lose on a ridiculous day, man. Come on, and him on not the like, microphone like was that. just money. They need to put Russ Smith on play by play for every Louisville game. Oh man, you should have made that pass. He, I mean, he should have made that pass. He should have made like, oh my god, it it, it was awesome. Uh, there is one thing for me though that would keep him, and, and we'll talk about that here in a second. Like I said, but uh, let's get to replacement talk. We've all already fired him in our mind. Uh, I don't think he's a bad dude. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think for this group of kids to not connect with them, and I was specifically told two weeks ago that. Dre Davis is the only person that's not contemplating leaving or has not – let me rephrase that. Dre Davis is the only person that has not mentioned to, to player X that they may or may not leave. So Dre's in – which makes me feel good about us keeping his brother. I was going to say, that's probably – And that's probably reason. why. Right. Um so the next recruiting class, we'll have to – I mean, obviously we'll keep Kamari Lands as well. But um, so we talked about it last week that there were guys contacting the school about the UofL job. We were then given a list of replacements. And the interesting thing for me was the very next morning. Now, 
they did pr- promote our podcast on the Diener show that morning. We appreciate that uh, to the caller that called in and on Bob Valvano's show. Uh, we appreciate appreciate that as well. But the very next morning on uh, on the Diener show, Jeff Greer goes on and says he's hearing rumblings that Chris Mack and the university may be entering buyout proceedings, which those of y'all that are on this call right now uh, know that late the night before, after we recorded the podcast, I'd heard that information as well. So I and when Greer says it, that that's a that's a double stamp confirm. Uh, for me, but the, the, the names that, that I was given that was on the short list, and this was Sunday, there's been a couple more added to, uh, that list since was, uh, Alabama coach, Nate Oates. And I always mix these up is Ohio state where Holtman coaches. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Musselman's the Arkansas coach, right? Yeah. Finally got that right. Uh, those three guys were, were the short list. Yeah. And then. Absolutely. Ugh. And then early this week, Bruce Pearls, and I and I myself have this confirmed. I've been told this by multiple people, seen it on Twitter. Bruce Pearls people contacted our people inquiring about the job. Now, whereas everybody's getting excited about that, I've also heard just yesterday that he's his ultimate goal is to get the Maryland job. Joey, uh-huh. don't get too mad. Because of Under Armour. He's friends with the guy that runs Under Armour. That's their cash cow is Maryland. So I'm not sure, but we will get him when it comes down to it. But last but not least. Do we want him if that's where he wants to go? I mean, if it's money, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, according to you, absolutely not. And then last but not least on the the list, and let's forget the Billy Donovans. Billy Donovan is the John Gruden of football. Whenever we have a football head coaching position, Gruden's mentioned Billy Donovan's not leaving Chicago to 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 coach at the University of Louisville. Last but not least, though, did I already say Kenny Payne? No. Well, Kenny Payne. Sorry, I'm got stuff flashing on Kenny, the screen here. Kenny, uh, Kenny. So I'll go to you first, Joey. Is there anybody else you would like to see in the mix, and who would you prefer from this list? Who is your top three? Kenny Payne. No. Is there anybody else? First question. Anyone oh, no. else I mean, you would like to see in the mix? I mean, it's a pipe dream, and I don't care what anybody says. It is what it is. I'd take old Ricky P back in a heartbeat. So okay. that would be my only other person on the list. Other than, okay. oh, well, Mick Cronin. I, I would be, I, I, I could throw Mick Cronin's name on there, but he's not leaving L.A. But other than that, no, I mean, quite honestly, if you ask probably half a card nation, Kenny Payne should have probably gotten the job when Chris Mack got it. Or at least and he wasn't interview. ready for it then, I don't think. I was in that boat. And I have I have well, hopped in a different one. Doesn't seem like Chris Mack was ready for it either. <laughs> so, um, no, Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne, uh, Bruce Pearl. Okay, Sean. Nobody. A- Muscleman. Oh, like, Muscleman, Oates, all those all those people sound like, like you're going to a buffet or something. <laughs> Sean, anybody else you'd like to see in the mix for this job? And who's your top three? I mean, I would like to at least contact, uh, you know, just took the Texas job, Chris Beard or, or a Bryce or a Bryce Drew and uh, one of the Drew brothers, the Drew brother Baylor. I'd like to see him contact. I know they're probably going to turn us down. Cause no, I don't want to do from there. Baylor. He's got too many ties with Calipari. 
But I but, asked uh, you who you'd want, so that's fair. So who's your top yeah. three, though? Uh, my top three would be uh, – I mean, if you can get Bruce Pearl, <laughs> that'd be number one. Number two would be Kenny Payne, and number three would be Nate Oates. I know he's had a rough year this year, but the dude – the last. We've already got Nate up. Oates, so I'm, I'm pausing you. Uh, Dalton, what about you? Um, in terms of reaching out beyond that list, um, I'd like to see if uh, Matt Painter would at least entertain it well, that's at a good Purdue. One. I feel like he's a very good X's and O's guy. Maybe we could steal both of their coaches. <laughs> but um, Poach in, in Purdue, of, Poach Purdue, Poach Purdue. I, I'm with Sean. I, I like Scott Drew. I don't. I don't know the feasibility behind it. I I really couldn't see him leaving Baylor. Um, and another guy. I mean, he's got West ties, so I really wouldn't be able to see him leave. Would be Dana Altman at Oregon. I feel like um, he'd have a better chance to succeed here. But in terms of the the list that you've kind of uh, compiled, Bruce Pearl probably be number one for me, Kenny Payne number two, and if I had to go number three, I'd probably say um, uh, probably one of those two and just a lot of it number three as well just because I like Nate Oates, but he's got a $12 million buyout. Musselman, um, you know, this year I was expecting a lot more from him. You know, Arkansas really hasn't been all that great. So probably, um, you know, a short list of uh, Pearl and Kenny Payne. All right. So, Sean, I already asked you yours, right? Yes. Okay. So my mine would be similar. I'm going Bruce Pearl number one, Kenny Payne number two, and keep Chris Mack number three. I mean, Chris Mack to me is just as good, if not. I think he's on an equal level to all those other guys. I can't see letting him go, uh, just to get somebody similar. Um, I'm just I don't have any desire. I love Coach P. I I worked with him kind of back in the early 2000, mid 2000s, not early. Uh, always really kind to me. Always really nice. Gave us, the, can't tell you how many times that me and Joey, uh, you know, went up there and was able to play in the practice gym, workout and stuff. Coach Theus, great dude. Love him. Vince, Coach Vince. Vince Taylor. Vince Taylor. But as far as Coach P coming back, I, 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 I want him to be happy, and I don't think he'd be happy here. Plus, he's how old is he? Seventy years old. Uh, we want to bring Russ Smith in. Ru I'd be I'd, I would be more for Russ Smith, uh, Big Russ. <laughs> I'd be more for Big Russ than I would Coach P. Honestly, because like seventy to eighty—that's a dangerous rate range. That's uh, when people can I start. Put in just for a second. You're yeah, right. sure. Uh, there's another name that I've been seeing uh, quite a lot of mentioning. That is uh, Kelvin Sampson. Ooh. Yeah, there's no. Uh, no, I will. I will personally tell you that there is absolutely no chance Ooh. that that happens. Number one, he's great. Uh, I mean, he's what sixty six years old. So he's already I mean, had a show cause against him before too. We don't need that. Well, and, and number two is he. You know, he played played with he played with the Rockets. Uh, you know, Houston guy. You know, he's not leaving Houston. He loves it there. He he likes what he's building. I, I can tell you firsthand. He he's not leaving. So I thought that was yeah. Ralph Sampson that played for the Rockets, not Kelvin. Uh, but, but no, nevertheless, though, that, that's not even been met. That's just fans. There's been some names no, out I, there, I know, but, fan, but fans listen to this. So I just, well, that's true. So that we'll just lie. let y'all know. Kelvin Sampson is not on the list at all. And now introducing new Louisville head coach, Kelvin Sampson. No, uh, not, not a shot at him. The only names that I have been told by people high up are those five names. I trust these people, but I would rather have. He didn't. He didn't play it with the Rockets. He coached the Rockets. Okay. 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 I was gonna say Luke Hancock. 
No, no, no. Now, no. what about Pagis? I mean, like the the players seem to like him. I mean, but I mean, if you're not going to get, I mean, Pagis would have to splash name like a big splash name, a, a Bruce Pearl or or regardless, a Billy Donovan, like a big name. Why wouldn't you just try? You know, you, you probably can pay would less, because you can pay him a whole lot less because Pagis will be the one that probably gets the reins uh, if if Mac is bought out and he's not he doesn't finish uh, the season. By the way. Joey, do you think Chris Mack is the coach at the end of the season? I'm not sure he's the coach at the end of this week. Mm. Wow. Uh, Dalton? I said that yesterday. I know I you think, did. I, I think he finishes the season out. So you don't think it's a mid-season buyout situation? Because here's the thing. They went, a new they AD went, in town. They, they, and by the way, I am hearing that Josh will be permanent AD. Uh, that's the rumblings I'm, I'm hearing. So take that one with a grain of salt, but – um, mm-hmm. but what, what did you just say, Joey? I, I, I said, I'm not sure that he finishes the week now. I'd like, oh, no, okay. I'd like to roll okay. that back slightly. I said yesterday, depending on how the press conference went and it seemed like the it press went. conference, well, it, it wasn't Horrible. good, but like, I don't think he lost his cool. Like he had been, um, well, he looked petrified. Like he knew that if he said the wrong thing, well, he wasn't going to make it out. But let's just—I mean, they went. That's what slight, I was saying. Slightly roll that. Yeah, yeah. But I still, I still would lean more toward. He doesn't finish the season. He's gone before the end of the season. So they they did go to him and say, "Look, he'll get a contract extension now." They did the bully ball type thing to him. They're like, "Look, we know you're hoping to get fired." Well, no, this is my opinion. First off, this is not what they said to him. But my opinion is they probably went to him and said, "Look." We know you're probably hoping to get fired so you get that big money, but here, uh, here's the thing. We got these level twos that are possibly coming against you. If, if those hit, you get zero. So we know that you either get zero, you think it's either zero or all of it, but here's about $5 million. Leave quietly. Don't cause a splash. Uh, that, that kind of falls in line with what Greer was saying about the, the buyout negotiations. I don't think he's the coach by the end of the season. I really don't. I think they're going to do – because the damage that it could do by him st- – because I think that stops the transfers that were going to occur. That's what I was going with, like, Pagese. Like, if they enjoyed playing for him, then maybe some of these guys decide not to leave and try to, you know, help him keep that job. Absolutely. So, speaking of transfers, Dalton, I'll go with you first. Over under on transfers before the uh, transfer portal entrance before the end of the season. What's the over under? What's what's the number? That, that's what I'm asking for. An over under number. Oh, um, uh, over under four. That's what I'm saying. Over under four. Like this is like before the end of the season, like before Louisville plays the last game. Correct. Um, I'm gonna go under. Um, I, I think you know Sean would like to go it, under. It could definitely, it could definitely be a push. Or over. Um, you know, we could have, you know, exactly four. But uh, I think, if anything, the mass exodus probably happens, you know, at the conclusion of the year, right after the uh, last game, just to, just to finish the. Because I mean, players, I mean, I, I get it, may not being happy, but you still get games to play, and it's not like you can transfer to a program and play, you know, a week after, you know, so in midseason. So I think it'd probably be like after the season. So I'm gonna go under. Which, by the way, I'm not going to say who, but yesterday Je- uh, our guy Jeff reached out to somebody who none of us are expecting to leave uh, to do to uh, talk to them about uh, doing an interview, and and oddly enough, they were told, "Sorry, uh, he's about to let everybody know he is 
declaring for the NFL draft and going to prepare for that. So that just hit my mind. I know we're talking basketball right now. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, we NFL. got a football. We got a basketball right, right, right. players going to play football. Yeah, I mean this happened before. Shout out to Troy Jackson and uh, Josh Chichester. Uh, Sean, what about you? Over under four. If Chris Mack is retained, obviously, if he's not retained, we're talking a different number. If he's retained at this point, after hearing what Malik said, I'm going to go over. Okay. Oh, is that what we're doing? Are, are we saying like, well, you said retain. Like, are you talking like what's the over number, over under on how many guys are transferring if Mac is retained or how many are transfer or transferring? I think before? retained during, like retained for the rest of the season. If Chris Mack is the coach for the rest, the of, the coach for the rest oh, okay. of the season. Yeah, I got you. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I'm going under. All right, Dalton's going under, even though I've told him specifically and gave him the six names of the people that are are gone if he stays. Um, Sean, what about you? You said over. Said over. Joey? Yeah, over. I'll say over just so it'll be under because I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if it's how many players names? we got on the, te- the team? I say like 13 transfer. Like, uh, you know, if, if they're not going to – I highly doubt that if they're having buyout talks, they're not going to come out and say, like, during the season, oh, yeah, Mac is is coming back next year. If anything, that's a that's a decision for after the year. So, But they have point. to at some point, Dalton, come out and say, hey, we're standing behind Chris Mack. And that's the trigger point for me. But, like, when Josh has that conference and says, hey, we're keeping him, so y'all stop complaining, that's going to be what triggers – does he have that during the season, though, or is that an after the I think season? He has thing? to, man. There's you 11 have games to. Left. We're about to lose the rest of the games on our schedule. Yeah, I think there's too well, much I mean, of the that's... schedule left. We we still got a third of the schedule left, right? Pretty yeah, much. and it's all yeah. against like the powerhouses, the no, no, the North Carolinas, you the Dukes, get blown the Virginias. Out by these teams, and something's yeah. going to have to happen. Like whether it, like Jeremy said, he comes out and says, "Guys, it is what it is." You know, we're keeping him at least. Coach Mack is the coach for the rest of the season, or what, just get in the car or something? No, it's uh, the stupid messages coming in on my iMac, oh, um, my MacBook iMac. Good God, <laughs> I just sounded. But yeah, I think I think it has to happen one way or the other at some point. Like I would say in the next four weeks. Uh, I would say sooner than I'm, that. I'm just saying you no gotta, later than four weeks because that's half of the rest of the game. Not only is the fan base up at arms, but the players are clearly not happy. The fans booed you out of the building yesterday. The players say they understand getting booed. Um, we play at Virginia. Yes, Monday. we play at Virginia. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I think within the next couple of weeks, Josh is going to have to come out and give his stamp, like his, you know, I I approve of Coach Mack finishing out the season. Uh, and for Coach Mack's sake, before these level twos, even are decided upon, which I don't. I don't think we'll get level twos for those now. Um, but just with that being out there, that uncertainty. If you're Chris Mack, you got to cash in while while the the time's hot. Because if you wait a few more weeks and those come down, you just cost yourself five million dollars or twelve million dollars, whatever it is uh, that it is. So uh, whatever it ends up being, Joey. Last before we head to the second part of the show. We spent a long time on the first part. We're not upset about it. Second part's a little shorter anyway. But what or who, I'm sorry, who needs to step up over the next two weeks to help turn this around? If if it's going to be turned around, we're trying to be positive. We're positive here, mostly. It, it has to be Malik Williams. It has to. And, even, like, I'll be honest with you. I was a little upset 
uh, and displeased with the long pause. Because regardless, as the leader of the team and the guy that sets the tone and the example, like whether you – like whether you're unhappy or not, you have like just just say no comment like right away. Don't long pause. And I understand, you know, he's still a, a 21, 22 year old. You know, he's he could have just been. And, and what should I say? Upset, right? But you know, just just say, hey guys, you know, we, we don't talk about team. We don't talk about team business like this. So but that's the problem, though. And I understand that. But he, his coaches are talking to people. The players are talking to people. Be better than, like as Wes would say, do better. But no, I'm just saying Malik is the guy that's got to has got to he's got to be the one that you know if if it's through interviews through the play on the floor whatever you know he's got to be all right we got even if it's just we just got to make it through this last stretch guys let's let's do our best let's give our all let's make it through this last stretch let's get this over with and mm. you know but he's got to be the guy to do it because now, I really I really don't think there's anybody else on the team that can. Now we heard we heard what happened after the DePaul game. Somebody went crazy in the locker room, and Malik stood up and said, "Hey, we can't act like this." Maybe he's just tired of st- sticking up for everybody and still getting crapped on. You never know, Sean. Who needs to step up over the next two weeks to kind of turn? Now, at this point, I think we're all in agreement. The only way we get in the tournament is if we win the ACC tournament. We're winning out. Yeah. Even if we win out, we don't. I'm saying regular season. Let's say we win. The rest of the games that doesn't get us in the tournament is that is that pretty fair? If we beat Duke, I, I mean, that gives think us a it's win. Cr- it, it would it would depend, but I think it's pretty fair. I just we would, I have, to, we would have to win out the regular season. We'd have to win all eleven. So games. either win, we'd have to win. We'd either have to go eleven and zero, or zero and eleven and win the ACC tournament. That's really, I really do feel like we only win one one or two more games this year, and I can't even tell you which one or two those are. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure now. I think about Syracuse because we can't – like, we played how many, two or three zones, and we've sucked against it. Absolutely. <laughs> that's Absolutely. all they played. So, who I needs to step up over the next two weeks? Who, um, believe it or not, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Mason Faulkner. Mason I Faulkner. Think, yeah, he's been playing really well. He's been playing really well, and he has to. I think he has to step it up just a little bit more. Did you just take one of my drinks? He, oh, sorry, Sean. He's gonna have to be the point guard, in my opinion, because okay. Jared West. I, I just he he just doesn't have it. Mason Faulkner has been in the game. They played much better with him leading the offense. Uh, I think he's got to take it to another level, though. He's got to be uh, more of a. He's got to be more of a playmaker. I got to see him average about five to seven assists a game. Okay, that's fair. Dalton, what about you? I'm going no luck. I think that this is, um, you know, this this is a good so you know tryout, so to speak, you know, to try to convince um, you know professional scouts, whether that be NBA, G League, overseas, that like, hey, I'm a professional player. You know, I I have a lot to offer. You know, um, I'd like to see him not only shoot the ball a little better, but show that he's more than just a shooter, which was kind of the emphasis on coming into the season. So I think really, I mean, if we're asking who needs to step up, it's all of the guys that are playing in the game. But I'm I'm personally going to go no lock, just, you know, be on the wall because this is an opportunity for him to, um, you know, get life-changing money and, um, you know, give him a try as a do so. And that's a great point because we we all have heard the murmurs that he's leaving after the season regardless so he can go play overseas because he's got some family uh, family situations. I don't want to get to, into his business or tell his business, but 
he wants to go make that money so he can help out his family. Very admirable, very, uh, you know, very, very good thing to do when you're in that position. So for me, and I'm glad none of y'all said this, but for me, it's got to be Coach Mack. Coach Mack's going to have to be the one that steps up. He's going to have to somehow miraculous, like, like an old, like a eighties or nineties sports movie, like major league or the mighty ducks or little giants. Just find some way where at the very end, you find a magic solution to the problem and, and you, you know, one out of 10 times that one time, you know, he's got to come up with some sort of, some sort of magic. And, uh, that, that's who, again, I don't, I don't wish any ill will towards coach Mack. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't even necessarily think he's a bad coach. I think that, I think that, I think that he was in a bad situation and some of his old habits started to sink back in because he's not going to be it. My thing is, is just like y'all have talked about sat all uh, for, for the past two or three years. I don't think Chris Mack is a division one coach. I think he's a, uh, let me rephrase that a power five coach. I think he do well at a, a smaller school like he did at Xavier where you can hire people to mask, maybe some of your inefficiencies and stuff like that. But I don't think he's a power five coach. And I, I really, truly hope that if you hear this, uh, I'm, you're going to be offended because I just crapped on you. I, but I, I don't think you're a bad dude. I, I, I think you were put in a crappy situation. And I wish you nothing but the best in your future endeavors. I wish nothing but he just got future endeavors. I just oh, future endeavored him. Yeah. <laughs> I just future endeavored him. Uh, this was going to be the yeah. part where we talked to Sam and asked him about how in the world did the women's team give up a 31 to eight deficit, uh, you know, put up a 31 to eight quarter uh, in the fourth quarter against NC State the other night. That's probably one of the worst collapses I've seen in basketball. Uh, I think it's worse than the one against Duke a couple years ago that the men had. And it felt that way just because, I mean, we only scored eight in the fourth. They scored 31. And they didn't. I don't even think they scored 31 in the prior two quarters combined. So, uh, Sam, I mean, Dalton, kind of let us know what went wrong with the women's team against NC State, what we need to improve. And I don't know what's going on right now. I know the game's playing behind us, but uh, – we're. Currently, we are up, I think, 13 and a half. Okay. All right. No, well, just give us a little bit of women's basketball knowledge. Yeah. Um, obviously, that um, debacle, so to speak, the collapse in the fourth quarter, um, there, there's no way to spin that. I mean, it was um, there's no positives to take away. We just kind of got um, outright just flat out beat. You know, what Jeff Holmes would tell you. I feel like, um, you know, whenever NC State um, – implemented the the full court press early in the fourth quarter we crumbled and um had some you know costly turnovers and back you know seemingly three straight possessions where we didn't even cross half court and even when we did it looked like the shots were rushed we were extremely flustered um and just kind of calling a spade a spade here was a collapse and um i'm interested to see how jeff walls and company have responded and obviously if we're talking about them you know beating wake by by 22 currently, you know, it, it doesn't seem like that loss is lingering. And I think that that's kind of what this is all about. You know, what, what I told someone in conversation was, if you remember 2018, when Notre Dame won it all that year, which we would have if, um, you know, refereeing was better in that Final Four game. Mm -hmm. But I, I digress. Uh, we, we thumped Notre Dame 
in January of that year at, at the KFC Yum Center, and absolutely, I think it was a little like a 30-point win. Yeah, like 100, yeah. 100 and something to 70. Yeah. Notre Dame could have folded that year, and we even beat them in the ACC tournament, but they kept at it. They played their best ball in the tournament. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, this season is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Oh, no. and it, it appalls me that some Wolves fans are you know, even suggesting that, you know, this team may go into a spiral. It's but, one I mean, loss I, to a top five team. I mean, I get the collapse, exactly. but still, and, it's, and it's it, one game. On, they're on the road. Win streak. Yeah, on the road. I mean, it, yeah. here's the thing about it. Is the, in reality, life life in general, when you get knocked down, the only thing that really matters is, is how you respond and how you get back up. And I feel like that there's not many coaches in sports right now that have a better effect at getting back up than Jeff Walls and that coaching staff. So – I think it's a matter of maybe they don't win the ACC regular season title because I think that NC State's schedule is very favorable for the remaining right. power meeting. I think that this is a good opportunity to, you know, kind of take one on the chin and um, reevaluate some things. So I'm excited for the rest of the season. It sucks, no doubt. But nonetheless, well, I mean, nothing's changed. We're still chasing a national title. Absolutely. Currently, the cards are ahead, uh, fifty to twenty-six, with seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, before we get to the second part of the show, let's talk about some of our fine sponsors. Shack in the Back Barbecue. Give them a call three six three three BBQ. They're about to finally get into their new building, and that's going to be. I can't wait to go out there. Cannot wait. Can't wait down the road. Can't wait to get out there and and uh, enjoy some of that great food. Give Chris and Sarah a call at a Fitness Market if you're into in, if you need in the need for any fitness equipment, they can take care of you. They're doing a huge sale right now, eight eight two two six nine four. Our guy Chris out at Four Pegs six three four fourteen forty seven right there on the corner of Goss Avenue. It is uh, it still blows me away how good that food is. Uh, our friend Rob Black out at Derby City Lawn and Landscaping, 502-773-5757. He's doing a bunch of landscaping s- stuff right now, getting ready for spring in, in the mowing season. So he'll take care of you all year round. And last but not least, the great people at All-American Pool and Supply Company. Give them a call if you're planning on building a pool for this upcoming summer, spring, whatever it is, 502-448-0300. And they – They've got some class act people that work there. And Dalton. And dang, Joey, salt. No, I just meant and Dalton. Dalton works there. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Take no. Give give him a call. That wasn't intended as a dig. I was trying to promote Dalton too. Like, the microphone was just so far away, I couldn't hear you. So well, I don't really talk really loud. So That's true. That's very very true. This is a better microphone. So it is a very, it's a very good microphone. Promoting the microphones, too. Y'all, y'all are welcome. It sure is. Get it? Because the name of it, Shore, S-H-U-R-E. Okay. Never even look. Um, again, next week, uh, we're getting into the rapid fire part of the show. Uh, we'll be in St. Louis for the Royal Rumble. So we, yeah. don't, we don't know if we're going to. You know what? Maybe we should just do a Cardinal. For the, the ones that like wrestling, Let's maybe we should do just do it. a Cardinal Sports Zone Royal yes. Rumble show. Yes. Uh, that may turn off one point. One million people that tuned in last week—they may not tune in again. Now we'll get the sort WWE, of like dynamite. We'll on, get the WWE viewers. Sorry, so they didn't. That, that kind of like dynamite loses view, uh, viewers. So, um, so that'll be fun if we decide to do that. I don't know if I even want to drag my equipment to St. Louis or not, uh, but we'll see. Also, I think something very important that we have touched on a little bit, and we'll t- we'll touch on more <laughs> next time. We need to get guys that are invested in the program here in these key spots, the athletic director, the basketball head coach, 
the football head coach. Yeah, I've, I've already fired everybody. I think that if if uh, I think Josh Hurd is a good is going to be a great hire for the athletic director uh, spot. I think if you got somebody like Kenny Payne in here, it wouldn't be the worst. If you got, if you were able to get, which if the board that was in place then was the same one that's in place now, we may have a different football coach right now. But getting somebody like Jeff Brom in here, I know a lot of people are like, "Well, he, he's at Purdue," and uh, we gotta but, get Louisville guys. But in we need here. to get Louisville people yeah. in here to to recharge this and uh, to get things going the right way. As far as features at CardinalSportsZone.com, you can't miss them right now. Jeff's got his exit interviews with Aiden Robbins and Dana Kennard um, that are fantastic. Uh, we appreciate the, their families as well. They've been friends of the site for how as long as their kids have been in high school being recruited, and we appreciate them so much. Dalton's had some fire volleyball interviews with Tori Dilford, uh, Dilford and OD at the end of that, and Anna Stevenson. Uh, we're on a roll right now, features wise, and it's not a pretzel roll, Higgy. I for, I didn't know he wasn't going to be here when I wrote that line, so I apologize. Check out Locked In Louisville like pretzel rolls. with Dalton. He's doing a great job doing that every day. Uh, the new director of player development, Dion Branch, is going to be coming on the show pretty soon. These uh these football hires, though, I, we talked about that at the beginning of the show. We had a, a lot of football uh, personnel changes. We had uh, McGriff. And you'll have to forgive me. I forgot his first name. I always, Fred. I, it's not Fred. I always go crime dog. It that is his nickname. The new one also is is the well, crime dog. Well, that's because Fred McGriff was the probably, crime dog. but uh, he was named Co DC. And then you got Thomas from ND uh, Notre Dame that was named as our offensive coordinator that people are getting kind of upset about because he said that he's not going to call the plays. Uh, you got Dion Branch. We mentioned he was a player development. Uh, director of player development and I think he's going to have a similar role to what Reese Gaines has for the basketball team and then uh and then last but not least we had uh gosh uh Wayne Taylor no Ben Souter uh, the new uh thanks Sean no I already I already I just sat there and talked about Taylor about people being upset because he wasn't going to be but yeah Ben the the new strength uh conditioning coach Great dude. We've talked about him. I think this is three weeks in a row. I'm very, very excited. Hometown kid. Yeah. Home state. Yeah, home, home state. state. Home state guy. You know, he's went to church with my family down in Brownsville for his whole life. Uh, they've had nothing but great things to say about him. And we he's going to be on the show. The good thing about him and Dion is I don't have to get permission from the higher-ups because I know them. So I, I can have them on every week if I wanted to. And we'll, we'll see how often we can. It won't be every week, but we'll see how often – we can get those guys in here. Uh, Sean, I'm going to ask you. We'll start working out Coach Souders then. Well, I mean, ask him. He'll Text Jonathan and tell him, say, hey, ask, ask Ben. We'll come can in we work out? His assistant eventually. <sighs> Joey's always trying to take somebody's job. No, his assistant. You took your derp. His assistant. I don't want his job. I just want to be the assistant. Fair I enough. I want to get buff and like. It was good to see also today on Twitter that Lamar Jackson – and Keon Wakefield both found out that we had an ice hockey team at Louisville. <laughs> and I think they're both getting a customized jersey from the ice hockey team. So I talked to them earlier. I said, hey, Russ and – or Russ. I've got Russ on the brain. I was like, Lamar and Keon are talking about how fire y'all's jerseys are and wondering where they can get one. And they was like, say no more. We'll, we'll get one out immediately. We'll contact them, get one out immediately. So that was pretty cool. 
Uh, is there anything else topic-wise that I left out? Because I, I have to admit to you, been real busy this week, and I tried to write stuff down when I thought about it, but I believe we pretty much covered everything that we need to cover. Um, so, shout-out again to all of our fine sponsors, Fitness Market, Shack in the Back Barbecue. See, I told you the second half of the show was way shorter way. than the first. <laughs> way shorter. Uh, Shack in the Back Barbecue, Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Derby City Lawn Landscaping, All-American Pool and Supply Company, and we're working on more. If you'd like to be one of those that we work on, giggity, give us a call, 502-694-0375 for all the sponsorship opportunities. Or you can get in touch with us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Card Sport Zone. On YouTube, we are at Cardinal Sport Zone, one word. And on Facebook, we are three words, Cardinal Sports zone hit that like button make a facebook official individually i'm at jeremy underscore csc sean is at elville sean and a virgin and dalton is at defense underscore and joey <laughs> that's the only difficult thing about doing this on zoom at is joe, i got a point at y'all at joe woman five two six white will i think i need to change mine to white wilt chamberlain <sighs> jesus <laughs> Sean this is. may be the last episode of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, but it's it's definitely not. This is funny. I know. White Wilt. <laughs> said it again. Uh, you can White find us Wilt. on all the podcast avenues, Apple, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google, Amazon, iHeart, also Facebook podcast. Hit the subscribe button now. If you haven't listened to all the prior episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, do us a favor. Go back. Check them all out. Go to cardinalsportszone.com. Hit the podcast button. Go down to CSZ Podcast. They're all there. Uh, check out While you're there, though, check out our exclusives at cardinalsportzone.com, the place it all begins. Shout out to everybody out there that's sharing the podcast. We appreciate you. We appreciate the record amount of listeners that we had uh, for the last podcast, and we really hope that we uh, we retain you all because we enjoy uh, – we enjoy – you got to feel like they're going to listen Inter this week, right? At least. Right. We enjoy entertaining you all, providing you all information. If y'all have any ideas or suggestions for guests, uh, especially on Zoom, we can get people a lot easier. Like, I probably could have got Sam Madison to come on today if you wasn't prepping to coach uh, an NFL football game at the moment. But anybody from the past, you let us know. We'll get them on here. Uh, just shoot me a DM at Jeremy underscore CSZ. Also, give our guy Kevin at L1C for the arts. Give him a, a shoot him a message if you have he he has great Cardinal merchandise that he custom makes, and also our guys out of T-shirt hooligans. I would be remiss if I didn't mention them, even though they're not a sponsor right now. Uh, we do appreciate them, and uh, if y'all see any people trying to make knockoff shirts of their designs, report them immediately because you're not only taking they're not only taking money out of. Uh, Allen them's pockets, but yesterday somebody had stolen his design and made a bootleg Amari Huggins Bruce shirt. You're taking money out of Amari's pocket as well, so don't steal from people. That's super lame. Uh, any last words, Joey? I'm gonna go to you second. Uh, Sean, what are your last words? Just uh, everybody stay safe out there. Um, other than that, let's just let's get through the season, even though it's terrible right now the players are still out there playing let's try to support them hopefully we can win a couple here and there and maybe we can find a way to you know string some victories together and make an improbable run uh, but just support the players 
at the very least. Well, if anybody would know an improbable run, it would be you, Dalton. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got any. Oh, God. Pa- patience. <laughs> patience. Uh, Dalton, what about you? Last words for, for, the, wins the, race. for the people? Um, usually I don't have any, but I'll, I'll echo what you said earlier. You know, whatever happens with, with Coach Mack, you know, we wish him the best. You know, he seems like a – obviously I don't know him personally, but he seems like a really nice guy, a really nice family, et cetera. Yeah. I think that he still – I mean, I think he's a good coach. Unfortunately, things uh, – just some factors pre- prevented, you know, a, a successful stay here in Louisville. Uh, there's no doubt that he's going to succeed, um, you know, somewhere else. Unfortunately, I wish that was here, uh, but we do wish him the best of luck. You know, there's no bad blood from this side, at least, or from my side, but, um, you know, just wish him the best. Now, see, Dalton. Assuming he does get let go. If he doesn't, right. you know, then, you know, we'll. <laughs> Good if, job, he, coach. if he doesn't, we was just playing. We was just playing. Uh, now, Dalton's got an affectionate name for, for Coach Satterfield. He calls him Sunbelt Scott. So, do Me? we do we call Chris? That's not my name. Oh, well. For him. Well, you're the only person I've ever heard say that. So, uh, I mean, somebody told me that. It wasn't you. But do we name Chris Mack, Chris M-A-A-C, or M-A-C, I mean? Mac Mac? I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just telling you what the Discord chat calls. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't yeah. know that. So, those are – Is that where, I is call that where Xavier up. was in? No, no. I call Scott Xavier. Satterfield uh, Scott Satterfield. I call him Coach because I, I have been on – to keep Coach Satterfield trained the entire time, and I support him and his his sports next. So I have to to be very very positive and stuff. Uh, we're probably not winning another basketball game all season though, guys. So strap in, uh, Joey. Did you give your last? You did. No, no. you didn't. I was, oh, saving you for last. Yeah. You, well, you said Joey. I'm gonna get yours after Sean. Yeah. I, I did. I did. I bullied you out of that spot. I apologize. All right. No, I'm just gonna say. Uh, New Hampshire, <laughs> why, no, New Hampshire, Utah, Oregon, you're on the clock, man. You do not want to be the next Maryland. Because, look, here's the thing. Somebody from Maryland has obviously been listening. 20,000 20, people from Maryland listen. Well, you know, they suck probably, too. <laughs> but right now they're better than the people that live in Oregon, That's true. Utah, That's true. and uh, New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> I really don't know much about New Hampshire, so really don't care about them too much. So they could very well be the the next one. I do got a little love for uh, Utah because Donovan's out there. But trust me, Lamar knows it doesn't matter. No, no, um, no. And we're not a Nike school, so I could give two craps about Oregon. We're not a Nike school yet. Well, once we are, if we are, then I'll I'll lay off Oregon. Because that will come with Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne will bring Nike to Louisville. Just well, saying. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, I really don't have any uh, – I think I've said plenty. I think I'm probably going to get in trouble for some of the things I said today. But at the end of the day, I gave you my honest opinion, my honest uh, input. And uh, I think that regardless, you know, we want to be restored to our glory years here at the University of Louisville. I think that's right around the corner. Just be a little bit more patient. But until next time, thanks again for all the support. We love you all. And this has been the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. We're going to get Sean on the corner in St. Louis. Heck yeah. Give him some of that St. Louis poo poo. Stop.
We're going to get him a hooker. Ha <laughs> ha! I've done toe job. <laughs> <laughs>